0: on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Tonight is a bucket list moment for me. Um, Ever since I picked up his first book, Randy Wayne White has been kind of a hero of mine. Having grown up in South Florida, um, I am familiar with all the locations that he talks about in his books, and I now live on the same coast as he does. And I am thrilled to welcome to Office on the Air for the first time the magnificent Randy Wayne White. Randy, welcome to the show, <laughs> and thank you.
1: <laughs> Pam, greetings from uh, Santa Barbara Island, southwest Florida. Beautiful night. Yes. is low in the yeah. western sky. It's 72 degrees at 20 hundred hours. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, and great to be with you.
0: You know, Randy, I know you know all those things because you were a boat tour guide in your early life, correct?
1: Yeah, I was a fishing guide, uh, light tackle fishing guide, fly fishing guide on Sanibel Island again, which is right near Fort Myers, at Tarpon right. Bay Marina. I did uh, for more than for about fourteen years, did more than three thousand charters, with rare wow. exception. I was in the water three hundred days a year, and uh, I became very intimate with the water, and uh, I was I was okay at it. And
0: uh, you know, so
1: now the, uh, when, the chance to the chance to to revisit my fishing guide days, my novels, is um, it's an honor, frankly.
0: You know, um, I, I was thinking when I came over here, I used to see stickers on the back of all the car cars that said Salt Life. And um, it wasn't until I came to this side that of the of the state that I recognized how much living revolves around the beautiful gulf that we live on not the same way as in Miami Um, and Miami they built up the coastline with too many and all through southeast Florida with too many condos and you know now the cities are sinking but I think we have a more conservative approach over here on southwest Florida don't you
1: well I love the east coast of Florida it's very different in terms of the light the air, the wind, it's just so different. Also, in terms of demographics and, and buildings, you're quite right about that. But the, the southwest, well, the west coast of Florida, it really is the mangrove coast. It's the Bay Coast. It is. It's quite literally ten, tens of thousands of uninhabited mangrove islands and a lot of shoal water and um, incredible, not just natural history, but social history.
0: Well, you're not kidding. Um, I recognize that when I it, it took me about a year to realize. I left Miami, which is a town of 2.5 million people, to move to Fort Myers, oh my which goodness. is a town, which is a town of 250,000 people when we have our tourist season. And um, yeah. geographically, according to square miles and so on, Miami-Dade County is actually smaller than Lee County. But still, I think we have a lifestyle that's um, very unique to this part of the state.
1: Well, it it has been different historically um, since just after the time of the Spaniards. Um, in eighteen gosh I think it was eighteen ninety six or ninety seven, uh, a New York New York physician by the name of W. H. Wood landed the first tarpon on rotten reel at Tarpon Bay on Santa wow. House, just off Santa. And that changed the face of big-game fishing. It was the first big-game saltwater fish you could catch from a rowboat. And, Pam, that wow. changed everything. It made international headlines, headlines in London, and there begat uh, the building of railroads down the west coast of Florida. It, be- it began the building of fishing hotels at Punta Rasa, Boca Grande, St. Pete and Tampa. And rather than going to the east coast like most wealthy people did at that time, Thomas Edison... Uh, Henry Firestone uh, and Henry, or, uh, Harry Firestone, Henry Ford, came to Fort Myers because they, they did, wanted indeed. to that department, and it right. just changed everything.
0: It did, And for those of you listening, the Ford and Edison estates are not far from where Randy lives and from where I live. I've been there a bunch of times. It is a fascinating place. And it sits right on our beautiful bay, the Gulf of Mexico waters there in the Catal- Cataluche river but 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 it is a different lifestyle for sure, and you've had such a wonderful life when I was reading on your website about tropical bums like us, I loved the fact that that you were talking about fishing in the bays, and they wouldn't allow you to drive motorboats anymore so you were thinking what do i do now but you've always been kind of a writer haven't you you've documented your your times when you were a fishing guide you know this coast so well um how did you decide randy to turn your love of the water into novels
1: Well, Pam, I reckon like most of the people listening to your show, they wouldn't be listening to this unless they loved reading books, as did I and as do I. I grew up in rural areas, and early on I came to think or at least hope that if I could write a book, maybe I could become part of the magic I found in books. Uh, I never really qualified in any academic way to be a writer or anything else. I went to high school in Iowa for three years, and as I tell people, because of that there was no need for me to go to college. I did not. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, but I was a fishing guy full-time, and uh, they, the, the federal government gave us at Tarpon Bay on Sandoval two months' notice.
0: They were closing Tarpon
1: Bay to powerboat traffic. I was out of a job and not qualified to do anything but run boats. So wow. I wrote it off. Yeah, it's turned out pretty good.
0: Yeah, it really has. How did you come up with Doc Ford? I, I've i been dying of curiosity. I have had a crush on Doc Ford for so long. I, I wish I could tell you. He's just the ultimate Southwest Florida guy, even though he used to be with NSA. And, of course, Tomlinson has just – I've known a Tomlinson throughout every year I've been alive.
1: <laughs> so. God help you. God help us
0: all. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But he's terrific. I mean, he's terrific, and he's a great character. I love him so much. Um, where did Doc Ford come from?
1: Well, when I found out the marina was closing at Dark Bay, uh, I had had some great luck as a writer. Uh, when Rolling Stone founded Outside Magazine, that was 1978, I was mm-hmm. a full-on, full-time fishing guide. I wrote a story, sent it in, as the, in the terms of those years, over the transom, uninvited, unknown. The editor at Outside Magazine um, called me at the Marine, and he said, we can't use this. Terry McDonald, very gruff guy, still is, but a wonderful editor. said, we can't use this. And I said, well, golly, thanks for calling. He said, no, I want you to try something else. Um, he saw something in that story. And so I wrote a story that was published in the first year that Outside Magazine existed, and they had an incredible stable of writers, and it was a huge break for me. But I continued fishing as a guide. But then when the marina closed in 87, 1987 or 1988, I was out of a job. I thought, by golly, I've gotta do something. I'm gonna write a book under my own name and this has to be good. And I want it to sell. So I spent, I, I wrote 30,000 words, just character analysis of these two characters. The marine wow. biologist, Marion Dodd Ford and his unrepentant hipster pal, Tom Munson.
0: And so there are things
1: I know about those two characters that have yet to appear in the books. And then I started a novel that that I titled Sanibel Flats. And in in the year 2001, it was chosen as one of the 100 best mysteries of the 20th century by the independent booksellers. And So I got incredible reviews. It didn't sell very well, but uh, I've stuck with it.
0: Well, you know something, you've sold well now, and you've made tons and tons of fans with your books, your, your Doc Ford and Tomlinson books. Um, uh, Dinkins Bay, as, as people may or may not realize, is a fictional fictional area. Um, what did you base that on? What part of of our fair state did you base Dinkins Bay on?
1: Well, Dinkins Bay is actually Tarpon Bay on Sanibel, where I was a fishing guide, but there because you go. the federal government clo- federal government closes down. I was, I was kind of peeved, frankly, <laughs> to be out of a job <laughs> with two young sons.
0: And um, I sure. thought, my
1: golly, if I write this, write this book, I don't want to give them any advertising. So I changed the name to Dinkins Bay. But uh, uh, a guy, a wonderful guy named Mac Hamby, Mac in the novels, he owned and ran the marina. A guy who loved money, a businessman. Uh, Graham Miller, a great friend from New Zealand, was the manager. So Mac is a combination in the novels of uh, Matt Camby okay, and Grant true. Miller. Um, Nick, uh, still a great friend, worked at the marina. We called him Jethro, Jeth, because he looked like Jethro <laughs> oh, in cool. the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, yeah. In, uh-huh. And he had a terrible stutter. So I used all these real people whom I adored and still adore as fictional characters, in my novels. And they've stayed alive now for, oh, my golly, since 1990. That's a long time.
0: This is book number twenty-six for Doc, is it?
1: Salt River, yeah, twenty-six, Doc, yeah. doc
0: Ford. No, yeah. Twenty-six of um, Doc Ford. That does not count your other books that you've written, and you've written to, um, uh, fishing guides. You've you've done it all, Randy. Um, do you feel like oh, you oh. you want to do something else, just in case? Is there something you want to do that you haven't done yet?
1: Well, uh, I am doing it, actually. I'm coming out with a young adult, middle grade novel in uh, the last week of March. Doc Ford is in it. The novel is called Fins, as in Shark Fins.
0: Right. about uh,
1: a trio of kids that Doc Ford hires to help him tag sharks. And it's Fins, and uh, it's going to be a series under the um, title Sharks Incorporated. These kids start a company they call Sharks Incorporated. So I'm doing it. that and I'm doing all kinds of unusual things. It's been, my God, it's a rare morning I don't wake up and pinch myself and think, How, what a blessed, lucky life I'm living.
0: You and me both, boy, isn't it nice to be on this side of the grass? Um, Ain't <laughs> it right? You know, it really is. Um, uh, have you ever considered or have you been asked to turn Doc Ford into uh, a feature film or television?
1: Oh, many, many, many times, sold many options. I, I don't get involved with it. Hollywood is not a nice business. I've met no. a great number of people. They seem nice, but um, now I write my novels, and I do what I do, and it seems to be going okay.
0: You are very active with a lot of young people in our community, aren't you?
1: Well, I try to be. Um, you know, I, I, I try to be. I have two granddaughters, one grandson, and uh, coached Little League for many years, and I like people. I'm. I tend to be an optimistic guy. I don't see the apocalypse coming. It's. uh, I think it's the best time in history to 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 live. Frankly, in terms of medical care and and many other things. So many. Right. It's far more inclusive. Far more inclusive time. um, Despite all the anger and uh, manifested on the internet, I find people to be kinder, more generous, and so. Uh, I think time. you're There's
0: right. I I I never in a million years would I have ever thought that I would turn into a radio talk show host and 1500 authors later and 8 years it's the best thing I ever did that I that I don't get paid for. I have so much fun doing it. So I understand I understand what you mean. Let's talk about Salt River. I love the title. Yep. Um, most people don't understand that many of our freshwater tributaries actually flow out to the, to the bay and from the bay go into the ocean. You have to understand we are a giant body of water here on Southwest Florida. Um, will you yeah. tell us a little bit about what happens to Doc and Tomlinson? Because, boy, when you said you haven't revealed all, you weren't kidding. It's kind of like you've peeled the onion And the onion was the size of a giant pumpkin. Because after 26 years, the things we are now learning about Doc and Tomlinson are just eye-opening. So maybe you could give us a little elevator pitch.
1: Well, thank you for the very kind insight. Salt River, Doc Ford, the linear biologist, Tomlinson, the ultra-unrepentant hipster, spiritual, etc. In Salt River, we find out that Tomlinson, during his younger years made money by selling his his DNA to a sperm bank and by golly right. Thompson being Thompson he didn't just donate once we're talking 40 50 <laughs> donations and then but with no clue no foresight regarding these new DNA tests so Thompson begins to find out via email on the internet that he has sired many children and many of them want to meet their biological father. Well, this is crossing oh, to in too many ways to count, and that's how the book starts. I
0: I was talking earlier to another writer, and we were talking about sperm donation and things like that. And um, I have a friend who wanted to be a single mom, and she went to this very reputable place and got to look at profiles that's- and so on and so forth, and um, chose who she wanted she has a delightful child um, and then further found out that he has six half brothers and sisters and probably more and they've all gotten together so which makes me think you know maybe your donation should be limited to one one time or i'm not really sure but it does create a, kind of an ethical and moral question don't you think
1: well, it does indeed. I did so much research regarding that, and I spoke to people who have been the products of donations. And early in the book, uh, Tomlinson confesses to Doc Ford, you know, uh, 40 times, that should not be considered a sin, should it? And Ford replies, it's not a sin, it should be a felony. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: didn't uh, i read last year randy about some doctor who worked at the sperm bank who was contributing his own sperm and he had like 200 offspring from that
1: i i read the same that, article yeah yeah
0: it's crazy isn't it <laughs> and they used
1: they used they used to practice and perhaps still do called confused insemination which i was oh, starting geez. to discover when i was doing the research and so confused insemination and and Keep in mind, I'm a lay person. I really don't know much of anything, but they would do this. The sperm donor would donate his seed, uh, and it would be frozen. So the couple would come in to the clinic, and to confuse things, they would have the male partner contribute his seed, the sperm, and that would be mixed with the unknown, the anonymous sperm donor. They would also inject the female with – estrogen um material that would increase her the number of eggs she produced to even more confused things so when the child was born the male partner might think that it might be his or her his son or daughter the female might think that's true and of course the anonymous donor presumably would never find out but in this case
0: he does I think they're finding out more and more. So this is not something that surprises me about Tomlinson. Um you know, he has so many wacky adventures and um for a stoner and I've known lots like Tomlinson who were just a hoot to be around, but you kinda shake your head and say, Oh my goodness, what's next? And sure enough, this yeah. is what's next for Tomlinson, right? Now, um Tell me how Doc reacts to all this and what is going on in his story in the meantime.
1: Well, Salt River, it's, it really has three finales, uh, one grand, grand finale. Um, <laughs> Doc Ford is an interesting character, linear, and and he chooses not to be emotional, but occasionally he is. Uh, yes. And the, line reflects back on a recent book in which doc ford and his pal tomlinson uh find a cache of stolen gold and it's based on a true story that you have to read the novel to understand it but right <clears throat> doc ford not a, has never been a profiteer in his life but he has worked in the clandestine services for many years and he knows how to get right. things done and so that that's one of the second uh Grand finales, and then the third grand finale. It's
0: it's a shock. We're not crisis. telling. We're not telling. We're not telling. letting anybody know telling. that you you have to go and buy the book. The book is put out by Putnam. It's on sale on the 11th tomorrow. And by the way, um, I will That's see you at Barnes and Noble in Fort Myers to have my copy signed. Um, okay. When you're when you're not writing, and when you're not fishing, and when you're not Mixing it up at Doc Forge, your place on Sanibel, and I know you spend a lot of time. Right. Do you actually write there, by the way?
1: Yeah, well, I do. We have three restaurants. We have Doc Forge, named after the character, of course, Sanibel right. Rumbar and Grill on Sanibel. We have a second one on Captiva. We call it Doc Tiva's, but it's Doc Forge, Sanibel Rumbar and Grill on Captiva. We have another one on what we call Fort Myers Beach, but it's actually um, just under the skyway on the waterfront before you get to Fort right. Myers
0: Right, and I do
1: write there. I, particularly, uh, Captiva and Sandoval. It's, I don't know. It, it just seems it's a curious thing about a good writing space. It has, for me, it's never had nothing, anything to do with a nice desk or nice furniture. It's just certain right. places feel right. And at the restaurants, I'll get in one of the booths, and it's good. It feels good to my back, and I'll put on headphones and I'll, I'll write there.
0: Do you mind people coming up to you and saying hello and asking for autographs?
1: You're kidding! I spend all day alone in a freaking room. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, oh, Randy, you're funny.
0: funny. I'm tracking you down one day, and hopefully you'll be there. But I will see you tomorrow night. Would you please tell everyone your website?
1: Uh, it's docford.com, d-o-c-f-o-r-d.com, or Randy Wayne White. .com
0: there you and, go. Um, yeah, what a right. Thank I'm, you so much. I'm, I'm telling you people right now, tomorrow at Barnes & Noble in Fort Myers at 7 p.m., Sarasota on Wednesday at 7 at the Barnes & Noble, St. Pete on Thursday at Haslam's, a great bookstore that's 3 in the afternoon, then Jacksonville, the bookmark, another yeah. great store, that's it, Neptune Beach, actually, if you haven't had a chance. And then Randy goes down the East Coast to Vero Beach, the Vero Beach Book Center is amazing. That's on Saturday the 15th, and and then Murder on the Beach, one of my favorite places uh, in Delray Beach is a great place. Lots of great restaurants, farm-to-table restaurants there, and then back over here to Copperfish Books in Punta Gorda, another wonderful, back at Captiva, at Doc Ford's Captiva, and then back to Fort Myers Beach on the 18th. You're driving quite a bit, Randy.
1: Well, it's better than flying. I used to do the Boy. book tour. I'd do three or four weeks flying coast to coast, and I'd always get sick and met great people, but I just I don't have to do it anymore, and I don't want to.
0: You know, you, you have your peeps here in Florida. I think you have such a huge fan base here, as well as other places, but you are so well-known in Florida. I would imagine that it feels comfortable for you to be traveling through Florida.
1: Well, I love Florida. Plus, I've, I've got a really cool truck, and it's fun.
0: <laughs> there you go. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, this is the wonderful Randy Wayne White. The new book is called Salt River. I urge you to go to his website, look at everything he has to say. His introduction note to his new subscribers to his newsletter is just Lovely. It's so down to earth. It is so laid back southwest Florida. It is so Sanibal Island and, and Captiva. You're gonna love it. Randy, thank you for the honor of being here. I have so enjoyed your company.
1: You know what? You're terrific. Great interview, and I've really enjoyed it. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much, Randy, and have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow night.
1: All right.
0: Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. And thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you, Mom and Dad. Good night. <laughs>